Reader Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and I am back with another Ask Me Anything episode. This week, I wanted to answer a question I actually got last year, and to be completely honest with you, I can't remember if I technically already answered this. I feel like we've talked about this on the podcast before. However, it is something that comes up quite often, and I want to make sure I address it. So, um, I could have a better system of managing these questions, but you know what? It's just me um, at this point, uh, and I just do the best I can. So, Erica asked me, quick question, how do you handle new girls coming into your troop partway through the season? Do you offer them the opportunity to catch up and earn patches or petals on their own time and just offer the tools or ideas for earning? Or do you just move on and they earn from when they join and move forward? So I want to talk about girls coming into your troop partway through the season. Now, if you want to um, ask me a question, there are lots of ways you can do that, by the way, in order for me to address it on the podcast. You can send me an email girlscoutpodcast at gmail.com. You can send me a DM on Facebook or technically Instagram. I don't really use my Instagram for this very often, but I do have Instagram, so you can definitely ask me over there. Or you can actually just post in the Facebook group, which is at the pages, facebook.com slash girlscoutpodcast. There's an opportunity to join the group from there. So this question, and, and this series, by the way, if you're new or if you haven't listened for a while, welcome back or welcome. Um, this series is where I basically answer like as if we're sitting at coffee together. So I'm not doing a bunch of research. I don't have extra resources. This is not representative of like GSUSA or a council perspective. It's all just my own kind of thoughts just off the cuff. If we were sitting at coffee together and we were chatting about this, then I wouldn't be doing research. So this is a totally unplanned response. <laughs> so, and I know it probably shows, but you know what? We're doing the best we can. We're doing the best we can. At least I've been, knock on wood, more consistent with getting episodes to you this year. So, okay. Uh, first, let's start with girls coming in partway through the season as far as like, badges, patches, petals. Generally speaking, the easiest thing to do, and here's your permission slip to do the easiest thing, is you just move forward with them from there. They just start earning from the time they join. Now, with that being said, if a parent or guardian expresses interest in well, how do we get caught up or especially with daisy petals because they may have missed some of the petals so their flower won't go the whole way around or whatever. If they want to fulfill that, you can let them know they are welcome to do that on their own. Now, the reality is whether a girl joins your troop mid-year or at the beginning of the year, girls can earn badges and patches and petals on their own regardless of what the troop is doing, regardless of they could either get caught up on something they missed, they could earn something they're interested in that the troop isn't already planning to do. And annoyingly and frustratingly, they can earn badges that you have expected to earn as a troop later that year. They can do it on their own. And you know what? They can do it on their own time. Their parents can go to the council shop or to girlscoutshop.com 
shop.com. Yeah, girlscoutshop.com. And they can just order the badge themselves and put it on the uniform. And that is totally above board and, as they say, kosher. Um, so there's not really, you can't really like tell them they can't. That's not fair or accurate. Any girl can earn an official badge of her grade level anytime she wants. That's totally up to her. There's no badge police. There's nobody like checking their work. There's, I mean, they don't have to earn it with the troop just because they're in a troop. So therefore, in answer to your question, Erica, can a new girl earn the badges and patches and pedals you've already done as a troop on her own time? Yes, for sure. Also, I should go ahead and take this opportunity. I haven't talked about this in a while. To mention the difference between badges and patches. Okay, so most of the time, especially among newer people, you will hear these two terms used interchangeably. A badge is a patch, a patch is a badge, whatever. But a more official way to think of it is that badges are official, Girl Scout programming, and patches are unofficial. So Badges usually refer to the official Girl Scout badges that go on the front of the vest and have specific steps that you take to earn them. Patches typically have technically no requirements or it's not an official GSUSA badge. So anybody could create a patch program and your girls or your troop or whoever could decide that they're going to participate in that patch program in order to quote unquote earn the patch. It still goes on the back if it didn't officially come from GSUSA or your council. So that's kind of the difference between badges and patches. So because of that, technically, there are no requirements for earning patches most of the time. Most of the time we're referring to quote unquote fun patches. And technically your girls, new or returning or veteran girls, can order any patches they want and put them all over the back of their vest. And again, that's totally allowed. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but they can do anything they want to do when it comes to patches. Patches are for fun. Mm. Now, most of us use patches as a method of recognizing something we did that's unofficial. Or if you have a multi-level troop, a lot of times we'll use patches to recognize activities that girls participated in that weren't specific to their level. So if you did the snacks badge, which is a brownie badge, but you have Daisy Brownie Jr., then the brownies would earn the official snacks badge, but daisies and juniors didn't earn a snacks badge because there isn't one at their level. So therefore you could easily compensate with like a fun patch that has something to do with snacks and that would go on the back of their vest. But it just demonstrates like the whole troop participated in that activity or they went to an event or <laughs> whatever it is, right? Sometimes we can create our own patch programs. Like our girls really want to learn about, I don't know, horses and there isn't a horse badge for that group or that council or whatever. So we don't have a an official badge for this. So we're going to create our own patch program and we're going to do, you know, steps to earn this. And we're going to give them a patch. Now, do you have to make that available to a new girl? Hey, we all did this horse program and we all got this patch. You could make it available. Hey, if you want to take these steps, I will give you this patch from the troop. You could do that. Definitely can. That's a totally acceptable thing to do. It's also totally acceptable if 
they ask. How did they earn that? I wish that she earned that horse one. How did they get the horse one? What did you guys do? I wish my girl had a chance to do that. You could totally tell them what you did and then say, here's how you get your own horse patch if that's something you want to do. Or you could say, hey, noted that you're interested in horses. Our troop loved horses. We'll likely continue to do more horse programming in the future. But yes, this is something we already did. The great news is you're a great fit for our troop. If that's the kind of thing you consider a good time, and we're going to do so many more fun things this year. So just wait. I promise there will be so many cool things that we will do with your girl as a member, whatever it is, whatever the response is. So that's also a totally acceptable response. Now, I want to mention, um, because I kind of touched on it, but let's talk about the troop fund situation with a girl who comes in mid-year or even at the tail end of the year, because this comes up all the time in the troop leader world. So if you have a girl who joins mid-year, as I was mentioning, specifically with badges and patches, she can go get a patch anytime she wants. She can earn a badge outside of the troop anytime she wants, and her parent or guardian can go purchase that for her. Now, that's indicating that's not going to come from the troop. So here's my rationale. That wasn't done on the troop's time. So therefore, it's something she did personally outside of the troop at that point. So that's my rationale for that. You can give her the opportunity to earn it and then provide it with troop funds. You can. Similarly with supplies. If there's supplies required, you can say, hey, here's the recommendation for what we did. This is the supplies you would need to get in order to do it on your own. And then here's where you buy the batch or the badge if that's what you want to do. But you're doing it on your own time. I don't care whether you do it or not. Totally optional. Or you could say, Here's the supplies provided by the troop. Once you do it, here's, you know, you just let me know or you turn it in or whatever it is that you can decide. And then the troop will provide it with troop funds that when you've completed it, like the badge or the patch, right? You could do that as well because they're a member of the troop and everybody else in the troop got to do it. You can choose to do it either way. Both are correct. Here's what you can't do. You can't say for upcoming activities that the girl is now going to participate in as a full-fledged member of the troop because she's officially joined you, even at her very, very first meeting, you cannot say, well, since you didn't sell cookies or you didn't sell fall product or you haven't paid dues yet, the troop is not going to fund your participation in this new activity now that you are an official member of the troop. You cannot do that. Troop funds are troop funds. She's officially a member of the troop. She gets included just like anybody else gets included moving forward. So any troop supplies, she gets equal access to. Any troop trips, she gets equal access to. If the troop is paying for every girl, she is a girl in the troop, regardless of the fact that she has not yet sold any cookies for you. So it's not, they don't have to earn their opportunity to participate in activities. They don't have to earn their opportunity to participate in Girl Scouts. Now, technically, for insurance purposes, they do need to be registered girl members. They do need to register. A lot of times there's like a one meeting or a two meeting kind of grace period where they can either try it out or they can like attend an event that's a recruitment event or something like that before they've officially joined as members, but they do need to be official members. If your troop pays for your girl memberships, you should pay for that girl's membership. 
I personally never had my troop pay for girl memberships. I had the families pay for their memberships always. Um, if they could not afford to, they could apply for financial assistance through the council, right, for their just their annual membership fee. That was my personal decision. Lots of people, lots of troops do pay for their troops membership. It's totally up to you um, and up to your troop community. Whatever your families want to do, whatever your co-leaders want to do, whatever your girls want to do, you guys discuss it and you decide what's right for you. That worked for us. So that's how we did it. And it's perfectly acceptable to do it either way that your troop pays for your girl memberships or your troop does not. Um both are correct, but it has to be the same for all the girls. So you can't make rules like we pay for girls who sold 50 boxes of cookies, but we're not paying girl memberships if you didn't sell 50 boxes of cookies. You cannot do that. And here's why. Because you can't penalize a girl for her lack of participation in cookies. You can't. It's not fair because most of the time it's not up to the girl. That's really not. It's up to her family's contribution and her family's circumstances. And you don't know what her family's availability or bandwidth is or isn't to participate in cookies. Some people are more available and enthusiastic about participating than others. You can't penalize the girl for that. So that's a big part of that's a, it's an easy ethical way to think of why. You could say new members pay for their very first membership fee, but then the troop will pay for any returning years. So you only pay the first time. And then after that, every year you continue to come back to the troop, regardless of your participation in regardless of your attendance and regardless of the number of cookie boxes you sell, doesn't matter. Your returning fees are always paid. So you could have all new members pay for their first membership fee, but then they don't ever have to pay again. That's totally up to you. Like I said, for my troop, the families always paid for the annual membership fee. I never had the troop pay for that. And then you, you know, with troop dues, we've talked about this before, but if you do have troop dues, <laughs> okay, in general, and I've done a whole episode, I've probably done multiple episodes about troop dues in, in, in their entirety, but basically troop dues are not required. You can choose to charge troop dues to your troop. However, if a girl or her family cannot or does not pay troop dues, they cannot be excluded. So you cannot treat them differently. So you can't say once you've paid troop dues, then the troop will cover your supplies. You can't say once you've paid troop dues, then you can come to field trips. You can't say um, you didn't pay troop dues. So therefore, X, Y, Z, you can't do that. Um, they are equally included and treated the exact same way, whether they pay troop dues or not. But troop dues can be a quick way to get Get your family's personal investment in the troop so they're more likely to take it seriously and to show up with skin in the game. But also, it gives you a little bit of a budget, especially if you're a new troop and you haven't sold any cookies yet. You don't have any money, so troop dues are a great way to do that. So here's your choices with troop dues. So let's say some people do troop dues at every single meeting. Some people do troop dues once a month. Some people do troop dues at the beginning of the year. And some people don't do troop dues at all. Totally fine. Um, I do, some people do troop dues the first year a girl joins, but after she's been part of a cookie season, she doesn't have to pay troop dues anymore. You cannot say either you sell 50 boxes of cookies or you pay troop dues. It's one or the other, right? Like either they do or they don't have to pay troop dues. And 
nobody has to pay troop dues. So hopefully that makes sense. It's like a crash course. If you are new and you're like, okay, whoa, like this is way too much too fast. I have so many questions. You need to go back and listen to a previous troop dues conversation. But what I really want to say as far as girls joining the troop mid-year is that if, let's say, you have troop dues that are due at every meeting, you can go ahead and set that expectation with the family and immediately they can start paying for every meeting they attend. They do not have to pay for the meetings they did not attend. Let me just say, duh. Um, If you uh, collect troop dues monthly, same kind of thing. Have them start paying for their first month and then um, they just keep paying moving forward. You cannot have them pay, you cannot ask them to pay for the months that they were not part of the troop. If you accept troop dues once a year, which is what my troop did, we would ask for troop dues at the beginning of every year. Even after we were selling cookies, we still did troop dues at the beginning of every year. And no, we cannot enforce it. So if a family didn't pay, they didn't pay. We also made it very clear they could apply for financial assistance. We also made it very clear they could um, pay in installments. Um, And some families just dragged their feet and didn't pay and we could follow up, but we could not penalize them. So that's what it is. So anyhow, I think our troop dues were $50 for the year. And um, I think we stuck to that the whole time. I based that number on our local area, what was normal for our local area. So if you aren't sure, you can ask your service unit manager if they know what other troops are charging for troop dues. Um, That's what I based it off of, but uh, you know, regardless. So that's not going to work in all areas for all people. And I totally understand that. Um, Some people are going to charge a lot more. Some people are going to charge a lot less. I think the like GSUSA recommended number is like $15 for the year. So way we charge way higher regardless. So let's say troop dues are $50 for a year. Then you have a choice. You can tell them troop dues are $50. It's what everybody else paid in troop dues. Or you can tell them troop dues are $50. You're joining 50% through the year. So your troop dues will be $25 this year. It'll be $50 next year, or it'll be $50 in October or whatever when the year rolls over. Um, you could say, you could prorate it like, well, you joined 75% of the way in. So I'm going to charge you 75% or, um, other way, I'm going to charge you 25% of the dues. Or, you know, you could get even exact, like there are this many meetings left. And if I divide it out, that would be approximately this amount. You could do that. Honestly, I probably, if it, if there's still a good chunk of the year left, I would just charge them the annual dues personally. I would just say like, this is what everybody pays. It's $50 for troop dues. If somebody came in at the very end of the year, I would say normally we have annual troop dues. I would set that expectation for a brand new family because if it's not a good fit for them, then they're going to let you know, right? But I would say, so annual troop dues are $50. We only have three meetings left for the year. I'm not going to charge you troop dues this year, but just expect that at back to school time, we are going to ask for $50 in troop dues. You can apply for financial assistance. You can do payment plans, but this is like just setting the expectation. So um, that's kind of that's kind of another detail for somebody coming in midway through the Girl Scout season. One more thing I want to touch on is about girls coming in mid-season is about an end of year celebration related to or like a cookie incentive. So if you had a goal 
for cookie season that all the girls were working towards. And you based the number of cookies that the girls had to sell based on the number of girls in your troop. Like we knew we had 11 girls in our troop and they wanted to go to Disney World and they worked really hard to sell exactly the number of cookies that would cover 11 girls going to Disney World. Now we have a new girl who just joined. A, does she have to be included in the Disney trip? Yes. B, does she have to pay her way to Disney? No. She needs to be responsible for exactly what all the other girls are responsible for, regardless of the fact that she did not have a chance to participate in cookies. So where does this leave us? Because if you literally didn't make enough money to pay for everybody to go, (laughs) what do you do now? (laughs) What I would say is, number one, um, there should have been a way, and it's a little late for this if a girl's already joined, but there should have been a way for the troop to not be open to new girl members um, if you have enough members of your troop. Now, for a lot of places, the requirement is that you have your troop set to open until you hit 12, then you have the option to close your troop. Most of the time, this will not happen automatically. So automatically, your troop will continue to be open accepting new girls forever. Um, But most of the time, your council will let you change that you are closed once you have 12 members. If you have fewer than 12 members, Many councils will force you to keep your troop open to new members, even if you only want six, even if you only want seven, even if you only want 10. It does not matter if council has a rule that you have to be open until you have 12 girls, then you have to be open. So that's something to discuss with your council. Um, However, if you had the ability to keep to turn your troop off, then you you should turn your troop off if you don't want new girls. If you were planning a cookie trip that was going to take your entire cookie budget, we sold cookies so that we could go to Disney World and we wanted it to pay for 100% of Disney World and we sold exactly that number, no additional, and it's going to wipe out our entire bank account. Then I'm also going to say, and it's a little too late for this, but I'm also going to say your goal was too low because in theory, you should be, unless it's your last year of your troop, you should not be wiping out your bank account with the end of cookie season. You should be carrying money into next year's budget. That's part of the point to fund the next year of Girl Scouting. So you should not be using your entire budget anyway. Third thing is that actually third am I on three things I don't even know where three came from like I've had a lot of lists within lists kind of like a list lover but anyway so another thing to consider oh I know where I came up with three because I was like first of all your troop should be closed second if you don't want new members second of all it should not wipe out your account but it's too late for both of those things so the what can you do what are your choices so One thing, depending on the age of your girls, would be to take it to the girls and ask them for their opinion and input about what should we do, how should we handle this, what's fair, and talk to them about what you can and can't do with the ideas that they came up with. That's an option if your girls have been pursuing girl leadership in that way. 
Okay, then um, another thing you can do is, and this is what I would be inclined to do, is say, so out of all of what you paid, this is what you can afford to pay per girl, and this is what will have to come out of pocket. And then let them know that. <laughs> let the families know. We were trying to earn enough money to cover 100% of the cost of the trip. We did not earn enough money to cover 100% of the cost of the trip. It's going to cost each girl $20 out of pocket. Now, honestly, if it's only going to be $20 out of pocket, it's probably going to work out. Like most people will probably be able to do that in order to go to Disney World, right? Um, just as a random out of the air example. Similarly, you could, and I recommend, by the way, having an out-of-pocket, we've talked about this on the podcast before too, but I've recommended having an out-of-pocket expense for families anyway, even if the troop could cover 100% of a big trip, have parents have some skin in the game. Have them have a little bit of skin in the game because it is way too easy for them to back out last minute when the troop has put hundreds or thousands of dollars into something if they had no skin in the game. So if they have even a little bit of skin in the game, it will encourage them to actually participate because they paid for it, right? So that's something. Um, another thing you could do is pick something else. So maybe instead of going, maybe like Disney World is just not feasible. We just can't afford to go. And you go to your troop and you say, let's pick a backup that everybody can do. Or let's continue saving and let's go to Disney World next year. You know, whatever it is, right? Like they, they can decide. I mean, I would say do something that year, but you could do something that is going to cost less enough. It could still even be a big thing, but it costs just less enough that everybody could do it. Um, and there's lots and lots of things you can do for very low cost. So it doesn't have to be Disney World, right? And if their hearts are set on Disney World, then make that a longer term goal or um, have parents pay out of pocket, right? Now, here's another thing to take into consideration. It is totally possible once you start to book the trip and you collect RSVPs that there will be another girl who cannot go. If you've got 12 girls, chances are very likely that if it's a big trip, unless you like live next to Disney World, in which case that's cool. But if you're making a trip, a very maybe even an out-of-state trip, right? A very big trip, you pick a date, there are going to be families who cannot attend. So if you had exactly enough money for 11 girl tickets, make sure, and now you have 12 girls, make sure all 12 of them can even come in the first place because maybe you're stressing out about this and you don't even need to be because maybe only nine of them are even going to be able to go in the first place. So you have enough money, right? So that's another thing to keep in mind. But at the end of the day, your new girls need to be brought in and treated as equal girl members moving forward. That does not mean the troop has to catch them up on everything they've missed. You can give them a formal option for the troop to catch them up, like on the troop's dime, but you do not have to. And um, generally, just as long as like moving forward. Another thing to think about is progression. So um, if you have a girl who comes in who's never spent the night away from home and you have a four-day trip to a different state planned or a four-day trip to Mexico planned, then that girl's going to have to do some progression before she's ready to take a trip like that. So 
that is one way like you you know you you have to have that conversation with the parents of like hey we have this trip plan but here's all the steps that our troop has done to prepare for this trip i want to talk to you about your girl's readiness for a trip like this and if the parents say nope she's ready here's all the ways we've completed all that progression with her like i'm really we're really confident she's ready to take that trip cool if she is not ready and you and the parent or guardian her adults whatever adult in her life if you and her adults agree she is not ready to take this trip then you discuss with their with her adults what that what's going to happen with her Girl Scout experience moving forward, that you're going to help make sure she gets that progression. Or you're going to, and or, you're going to give them tips of things that she can start doing to start getting that experience of spending the night away from home, etc. So that, and traveling progressively further for progressively longer periods of time, so that she will be able to take the trips with our troop in the future. But you will have to take that into consideration next year if all your your plans are big trips you're gonna have to keep in mind that you're gonna have new girls come in who need some progression who need to build up their safety and security with your group so and with you as adults without their parents being there so that might include some late night events that might in that you, they still get picked up that might include a one night local sleepover that might include a sleepover that's a little bit further away but still if there was an emergency their parents could come and pick them up then two nights away etc cetera, etc cetera. like we've talked about progression a lot on here but that's another way to think about new girls coming in mid-season that now all the progression you've worked for as a group your group is no longer all on the same page. So now you have to get those girls caught up. So those are some things to consider when it comes to new girls joining the troop. I know this went way beyond Erica's question of just like specifically earning patches, badges, and pedals, but I hope that this was helpful. Just some things to consider. At the time we're recording this, we're at the very beginning of the school year slash the very end of the summer. So we're going into a new year, but I want you to have this in your head before the year starts so that as girls join and we're further and further into the year, you already have this in your head. So I hope this is helpful and I will see you right here next week. <laughs>